Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we're talking about the practice of disciple making. We're walking through a little bit of an overview of Replicate, and this is some great content that I think is going to help you and help everyone who's either a church leader or simply a disciple of Christ. And one of the things that we have really enjoyed doing as we walk through this is looking back at some things that we wrote and remembering what we wrote and realizing how it has been impacting us now. So one of the cool things is recently, Pastor Robbie, you just got a physical copy of the book in hand. You have one. You have it right now in hand. I have it in hand. And I have to say, it is the most well laid out book I've ever written. And I, and the thing is, I can say that because I didn't lay it out. So uh, we partnered you've with- written a couple dozen books. I've written a few books. And I will say when I got this one, uh, kudos to Moody Publishers, who worked really hard to lay this thing out and work with us to make it as uh, accessible as possible. So we have pictures, many pictures, Chris. I mean, people like pictures. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and the pictures are actually hand-drawn. Did you know that? They're hand-drawn by you, actually. I that's drew what, them. That's exactly That's what I love. Right. Every single visual in this book was Is hand-drawn drawn by you. And you didn't even know I could draw, huh? Well, I knew it. Well, you knew it, yeah. I knew it. Most people probably don't. But at this point, I think people would believe anything. Yeah, well, here, tell them about the drawing <laughs> I so gave to different. you. <laughs> when you came on staff for Replicate, I gave you a gift early on. That's true. I said, I like Captain America. And then one day I showed up and I had a hand-drawn picture of Captain America. Colored. Colored, Colored too, as well. It looked Sign. good. It looked straight Sign. comic book. Signed and, signed and uh, numbered. Signed. It wasn't numbered, but it no, was signed. <laughs> There's only one. That's right. And uh, I framed it. I actually yeah. put it in the frame. Yeah. Okay. So back to the book. So the book has <laughs> pictures. It's laid out very uh, accessible. And here's the best thing about it. I was, just, I was just looking at this before we started. The chapters are really short and bite-sized. So it's not like you have to read this long chapter and put a bookmark in and come back to a place. These are like three to four page long chapters, some of them, just easy chapters to kind of go through. So, sure. Yeah, one of the things we want to do when we laid this out was make it a manual. So if I just need to pick it up and read about specifically the biblical community step on the discipleship pathway, I can go straight to page 139, read three pages, have the content I need and kind of roll with it. Yeah, and right. so uh, I will say that it doesn't shortchange the content, though. No. We simply wanted to deliver it in an easy-to-consume manner. And so uh, one of the, the cool things about today, so as we talk about the practice of disciple-making and, and the book itself, what we did with the practice of disciple-making is we helped every disciple-maker. So if you're following Jesus, this is for you. Um, understand the Great Commission and then kind of walk through the different components of how the Great Commission impacts your life and the lives of those around you. And, and so the first half of part two really walks through what is the Great Commission? What's the strategy Jesus gave us to change the world? And then how do we look at that as a growth metric? You know, because one of the challenges that we constantly talk about, and we're not, you know, we're not trying to bring anyone else down, but we're simply saying we have in some ways minimized the importance and the value of what God is doing in the lives of people by turning it into numbers. Now, again, we're not anti-numbers. You know, we said this a million times, but yeah. we do want to help people see 
the value of reaching people, investing in those people yeah. beyond simply the reaching, you know, go past yeah. just the reaching to investing. Yeah. We talk about the scripture and some other things, but one of the things I kind of wanted to land on a little bit is you went on a personal journey these last couple of years, really just the last two years after decades of disciple making, you've been doing this stuff since early two thousands. You've been investing in this. You've seen the fruit of it. You've been excited about it, but something pretty big radically changed your personal discipleship. Yeah in the last couple of years and you put it, I love the fact that it came about around, around the time we were writing this book because we were able to get it in the book. Yeah. And I think it's one of the most important facets of what we're able to put in this book. And it's in no other book I've written or really a lot of the teachings we've done. We haven't really gotten around to teaching this because it's so new and fresh to us. And we wanted to process and, and really try it. You know, one of the things about Replicate is every principle in this book has been tried and tested and implemented and critiqued and investigated. And so it's not just, hey, here's a new idea, let's try it. So we wanted to try this with our own group. So now we're two groups in and I realized, man, this is essential. And what we're talking about here is this, before you can make disciples, and you hear this a lot, you have to be a disciple of Christ, okay? Now, we're not new to saying that. A lot of people have said that. Jesus even showed us that. But to actually do that is very different than understanding that. So what we talk about here is, what does it look like to be a healthy discipleship? Here's, here's a principle in the Bible I want you to get. You produce of like kind. The Bible shows us this. The Bible uses agriculture all the time. The Bible starts with two trees. The Bible ends with one tree. The Bible's always talking about us as living trees. The Bible talks about Israel as the vine and us as the branches grafted in. Jesus talks about himself as a tree. I mean, if you just see this agricultural theme, is it any wonder, Chris, that when Jesus says you can determine the effectiveness of your personal ministry, he chooses agricultural terms to describe the process? What does he say? You need to abide in me and I in you. And if you do, you will bear what? Much fruit. Much fruit. Fruit terminology is an idea of agriculture. And so what we see here is this principle of reproducing like kind. Okay, what do you mean, Robbie? What I mean is you will reproduce what is in you. And in a sense, you can't expect others to do something. You're not emulating yourself. So there's a high responsibility on the disciple maker to be a disciple before he can then produce disciples. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, can I ever really do that? Golly, Pastor Robbie, you don't understand what my life is like. I don't read the Bible enough. I don't pray enough. I don't give enough. I don't serve enough. Am I ever ready to reproduce myself? And the answer is no. I mean, we never, if we waited to when we felt ready to lead and disciple people, we'd never do it. But what I'm saying is it should hold us accountable and it should raise our, our Christian life to a level where we're living intentional and taking an inventory of ourselves. And that's what we talk about in this section. We talk about the difference between the Hebraic thoughts of learning and uh, living for Christ. And here's the line I want you to get. We in the West, and I'm talking about America, I'm talking about Europe, uh, Western culture. We in the West have hijacked what it means to grow biblically and spiritually. Okay, here's what I mean. 
We think reading the Bible, and we spent a lot of time in the book on this, we think reading the Bible, Chris, is for information. That is a very Western American uh, way of looking at it. So we're going to read to learn. We're going to read to journal, all of all good things. We're going to read to pass tests. We're going to read to share. We're going to read uh, to understand, all good things. The Jewish mind, the Hebraic mind, the, 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 the first century mind that Jesus was investing in, they didn't learn or read for information. You ready for this? Don't miss this. This is the game changer. They read and learned for intimacy. Mm. They weren't trying just to get something some, from someone. They were actually trying to be with someone. And that, mm. my friend, is a radically different approach to discipleship in the American church. Because in the American church, you can fill in the blanks. You can answer every question. You can quote scripture. You can play the part. Jesus said, yeah, those are called Pharisees. Mm. So we spend a little bit of time there. We'll come back and talk more. But that's one of the big things we talk about early on. That's really good. And yeah, we'll go a little bit deeper on that right after this short break. So if you wanted to make a difference in your church, in your life, in making disciples, check out replicatebook.com. If you go right now, you can pick up immediate access to part one and two of the book. That's over a hundred pages of content for free. You can actually read what we're talking about in the podcast. You can also receive a downloadable free Jesus commands poster, which maps out all the commands Jesus gave us, which obviously in the great commission, he told us to obey his commands and to teach others to obey his commands. And then finally, you can pick up the Healthy Church Challenge and dive in to help your church become more healthy while you plan and strategize to reach your community for Christ. Check it all out at replicatebook.com. And we're back. We're talking about part two of Replicate and the practice of disciple making. So the first part is the problem of dis- with disciple making. The second part is the practice of disciple making. And you've kind of talked a little bit about something that's been a game changer for you. I want to point us towards uh, really this chapter eight rhythms for spiritual health. This is one again, that is new stuff that you have just begun to, uh, to kind of go down the road on in your own life. The last couple of years, you've been leading our staff. You've been leading me personally and those in your discipleship groups, you've been walking them through this as well. And it's been really a game changer. And one of the cool things about this is our friend, Mark Dance, who's been in ministry a long time. He's a good friend of ours. He's out in Oklahoma now, but he gave us this awesome uh, statement, this quote, self-care is never selfish. It is strategic. Yeah. And I will argue that most leaders, and even I would even say a lot of believers hesitate to focus on self-care, hesitate to take care of themselves because we're constantly thinking of reaching out and taking care of others, especially in the discipleship relationship. Yeah. You know, as a disciple maker, we're thinking, what do I have to do to help those I'm leading? What is my priority to help them get further down the road? And sometimes in doing so, we jump past that very first rhythm for spiritual health, uh, and that is self-care. Yeah, and the thing is, I would say this lies the problem of many pastors burning out ministry or many ministry leaders burning out. Why? Because they have lived selfless for so many years and you need to be a selfless shepherd, but you can't neglect the first ministry God's given you, which is yourself. Okay. And you are no good to anyone if you are hurting and, um, 
worn out and not in a healthy rhythm. So, well, there's I an actually, underline in the book, just to quote the book, the line that you wrote, it's already underlined for you. If okay. you're reading it, <laughs> what is you it? are no good to others unless you are good yourself. Okay. There you go. Well, there you go. You, you, would, you would almost think we wrote the book. Yeah. So the thing is, here's what's interesting. Uh, Mark Dance and I uh, were in, a, and if you don't know, Mark Dance was actually at Lifeway as the pastor over pastors. So his job was to help shepherd pastors all over the country uh, and invest in them. He happened to go to my church at Long Hollow. We became friends. And for about two years, Mark Dance and I met for about uh, every month, uh, every, every two weeks to a month, every, every month for two years. So sometimes we'd meet every other week. Sometimes we'd meet once a month. But it was always for accountability and encouragement. And I realized I can't, here's a principle of leadership. In order to be in leadership, you need to place yourself under leadership, okay? So what I mean is you need, in order to hold someone accountable, you need to be held accountable, okay? That's how the principle works. So I realize that I'm leading people. I need someone to help me lead myself because the person we have the hardest time leading is the one we look at in the mirror. If you can lead that person, <laughs> you have arrived, my friend. And that's an elusive yeah. uh, challenge at time. Okay, so here's the thing we, we talk, we're talking about here. God created us, and I want this line to reverberate in your soul this morning. I want you to marinate on this. God created us as human beings, not human doings. Mm. Okay? Human beings, not human doings. Now, we're good at doing things. I know I try to do things. I find validation in what I do and what I achieve and how many things I, uh, I gather and achievements and accolades and all those things. But God has created us to be before we do, which is why the Sabbath is so important and why I neglected it for so many years. And I think this is the, the thing that has hurt me so much. So I have a whole chapter, we have a whole chapter in there about resting and resetting. Mm. So what we're going to give you is a new rhythm to live to disrupt your hectic, busy life. Now, the cool thing about this quarantine life we're living in, it's easy to start new uh, habits now that the bus is pulled over than when the bus is moving. I told our staff this recently. I said, uh, we have an interesting opportunity now because uh, we are all on a bus. The, the church is a bus. Your ministry is a bus. When you inherited it as a secession pastor or leader, the bus was already moving. Mm -hmm. 65 miles an hour for some, 55 for others, maybe faster at times, but the bus is moving. It's very hard, you would agree, to implement a tune-up on a moving bus. It's almost impossible. There's no, Don't attempt that. Yeah. yeah. You ever tried to change a spark plug on a moving bus? It's impossible. Okay. <laughs> but the bus for all of us has pulled over and parked. And now we have this unbelievable and never again opportunity to tune the bus up and to retweak it in a way that when the bus gets moving, we have different rhythms. Mm -hmm. You can change the motor out. Uh, you can change the spark plugs. You can change mm -hmm. the seating. I mean, you could do a lot of things. Don't miss this opportunity that the bus yeah. has pulled over of your life to develop some new rhythms. So in the book, we give you two. It's two acronyms I created. One's called REST for your weekly rest and Sabbath. Mm -hmm. The other is called RESET. And I'm going to give you this daily practice of resetting your life 
and uh, really taking some contemplation time and meditation time and slowing down time. And again, it's not you trying to get something from God. Yeah. It's that you're trying to be with God. I'll say one more thing and we're done. And here, here's the thing I want you to get. Years ago, I learned this and it has really changed how I do ministry. It's called the, the Christ life or the exchanged life. Mm. Uh, there's a lot written on this. I talk about some of it in the book, but uh, this idea of it's Christ working in me to work through me. Now, you know, I'm big on Eastern Western thought. It's this both and approach to the scripture. Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, here's mm -hmm. the pop quiz, Chris. Who's doing the work there? You or God? Well, it sounds like me, but I'm going to say it's God doing the work. <laughs> oh, you're right. It, there you go again. That's a, that's a candy answer. It's a both hand. <laughs> no, it's actually you. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's you. But the second part of the verse says, but it is God who works in you both to will and work according to his good pleasure. Mm. So which one is it? Yeah. It's both, okay? Another one is, Paul says, I toil with all the energy in me that Christ powerfully works within me. Mm. Okay? So Paul, what is it? Are you toiling or is it Christ working mm. in you? And the answer is, it's both, okay? So here's, here's the Christ life or the exchange life I want you to get. And when I learned this years ago, this was the, the, the change in my, my ministry. And here's how it works. Ministry is always received, never achieved for God. Mm. Okay? Ministry is received from God never achieved for God. What do I mean? That's a quote from page 84, by the way. Okay, Underlined there you go. And ready to go. Okay, there you go. So there you go. So basically, we are receiving the power and authority and ministry from God to work in his power. And if we work in his power, we never get exhausted in the ministry. Whereas I would say some of you, listen to me, right now are running on empty. Hmm. That's you. You are burning out. You're at the point of of breaking down and you you're exhausted and i would ha i have a sneaking suspicion you don't have a regular rhythm of sabbathing and resting to rejuvenate your life replenish your soul and to really help you to to make it another week i think you are burning the candle at both ends and you don't have a way of input yeah. too much output well and one of the the things that we've talked about with this and really even you know we thought about releasing a book at a time like this is a unique situation to be in you know on the one hand we just want to help people on the other hand hey we've got a book we'd obviously like you to pick it up but here's one of the things i think that came together on this and you know obviously uh god's sovereign um, but a lot of times the thing that keeps us from changing and implementing change in our life and in our ministry is the day-to-day -day work of life and ministry. And so we have this unique time, and you mentioned this earlier, where we have a little bit more opportunity to focus on some things because the day-to-day -day of normal ministry that we've been used to, the day-to-day -day of our normal life that we've been used to, those things are gone right now. And so what more effective thing could I do right now than try to figure out and implement change to grow personally, spiritually, and to really adapt some new habits that will help me grow more uh, spiritually, more effectively. And then to do that for my church in a scenario where normal church isn't taking place. And so uh, I would just say, man, that, that 
is a, a barrier a lot of times, you know, the day-to-day grind. And that barrier is, is currently put on pause to give us an opportunity to step in and, as you said, make some changes. Because I think a lot of people who come to Christ, and I can think of myself in this, and I think it's a pride-based scenario, but sometimes we, we surrender to Christ, but we still think to ourselves in the back of our head, man, I've got a lot to offer God. I'm going to bring a lot to the table of this Christianity thing. They haven't seen someone like me yet, you know? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And we get, we begin to follow Jesus and we think of all of our skills and all of our, you know, accolades and ideas and mindset. And we think, man, I can do some great stuff for God. God does not need us. He wants us, but he yeah. does not need us. And, and, and that statement you made about how we receive ministry from God, we don't achieve it for God. There's a lot of guys and ladies out there struggling to make stuff happen. Mm and comparing themselves to other ministries and other leaders and other people and trying to make it happen. And God is just wanting to use them to make what he wants to have happen, happen. And I would say too, we're not saying that this is a license for laziness. That's not what we're saying. In fact, we finished this whole section by giving you keystone habits, Mm. which are the best kind of habits. And again, you'll have to read it to figure it out, but the best kind of habits yeah. That if you're going to invest in a few habits, these are the keystone or premier habits. And by the right. way, all of what we're talking about right now is free. You can go yeah. download it actually right now yep. at replicatebook.com. The first hundred pages are free to you. I think, is that right? That is correct. How many pages they get? A hundred pages. A hundred pages. One third of the book. Wow. Who, who, who decided to do that? We decided. Me oh, and you. Was we. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was an early quarantine decision, so it may not have been the best, but man, it I was early quarantine. We were giving everything. Enjoy. We'd give the book away if we could. So. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, checking this out. Again, if you want to check out the book, replicatebook.com. Um, one of the greatest opportunities we have is obviously to follow Christ and making disciples and obeying his command to go and make disciples. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the content here, please share it with somebody, text a friend, tell them to listen to making disciples with Robbie Gallaty. And as always, if you want to give us a rating, we would appreciate that on wherever you're listening to your podcast. Thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.